This is Brain Diet, episode number 141, When Your Body Betrays You. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? I'm back, which I wasn't really ever gone if you have consistently been listening to the podcast. But I was out of town last week and didn't record an episode. And so I am back in the swing of things, and I'm so happy to be back home, back into our routine. We went to Disneyland with the kiddos and it was a blast. We did four total days and I think we walked almost 50 miles. My phone said something along those lines. It was nuts. (laughs) Like it was a lot of walking. My feet really hurt. And it was quite a moment because I'm like, I can lift so much weight and not feel this in pain. And yet just by walking... (laughs) I was feeling so much pain and it was kind of amazing and also awful at the same time, but it was such a fun trip and we had a great time. The kids were thrilled. We were thrilled and we were so glad to be back home. And we came, we did day four in the park Thursday morning. We got there like right at opening. We were there all day. And then our flight was home that evening, late in the evening. And we didn't get like into our beds that night until like 1130. Because when I get home, I have to unpack no matter the hour. I don't know if you're like that, but I am like that. Always have to unpack. But we'd gotten home late that night. And the following morning was a CrossFit workout, which if you had listened, if you've listened to last week's episode with Kim DeCarroll, I highly recommend listening to it. It, I can't overstate how powerful it is to hear her story. But she is the fittest blind person on earth. And she and the CrossFit Games collaborated to program a workout called Finding the Light. And it is a workout uh, recommended to be done blind just to illustrate what it's like for people like her. And anyway, so this workout, I had gone to my gym and I said, hey, I would love if we could put this into the programming. I think it's a powerful message and it you know I didn't want to make it about me but I was like I would be so touched if you would put that in there for me and they were so generous and willing to put that into the programming and so that workout was programmed for all of the CrossFit classes that Friday the day after we'd gotten home and so despite walking 50 miles feeling physically exhausted having been at the park and been flying home and then getting to bed late and all the things I still was able to, I'm like, I'm not going to miss this. I'm the one that asked to do this. And um, so I was so exhausted, but I was just overwhelmed to be able to do this workout and to do it blind. I filmed or I had my coach film a part of it. And if you want to see what that kind of looked like, I posted it on my Instagram just because I think it's a really fascinating experience to have. Uh, My site currently right now is very stable And it was interesting because I got to do the workout almost three years to the day that the doctor said, you have this rare and aggressive autoimmune disease that causes blindness and paralysis. The only treatment is chemotherapy. There's no cure, you know, getting all of these 
crazy words that I never thought I would have on a personal level. So almost to the day, I was able to do this workout. And when I initially woke up that morning three years ago and couldn't see, it was months before my site stabilized. I had people driving me around. People were so generous and I had so much help and was so grateful. But at the time, I didn't know if I would see three years from then. And so to be able to do that workout was just such a touching moment for me. It was so powerful and really quite a perspective shift for me. So really interesting. Um, But anyway, so I was able to do that after we came home. And then the next day was Ben's birthday. And we were able to celebrate and do some things and the Halloween activities. It's just been such a great week. And as much as I loved it, I do love my job. I love the work that I do. So I am glad to be back in my office recording. I love this podcast and I just am grateful to be here. But considering that it has been three years since my diagnosis, it's been on my mind. And I was reflecting back in those first weeks as everything was happening and there was just so much uncertainty at the forefront of my awareness and everything just seemed like it was flipping on its head and there was so much emotion and it just was a very intense time for me and my family. And I remember at the time, there were a lot of people giving suggestions for things that I could do and things that I could try and things that I could take. So people would hear, you know, some level of information about my situation, whether it was like the full shebang story or just hear one piece of information and offer their suggestions. So it was like, take these supplements. You should try this diet. You should try these therapies. You should try these machines. You should explore these drugs. There were people that were making suggestions left and right for things to try in an effort to help. I was also surrounded by a lot of discussion about if something I had done was what caused this condition and all from an effort to gain understanding. It was just like, okay, was you know, if you would have have eaten more iron as a child, or if you would have gotten more sun exposure, like just all of these theories, like what, what is it that, what type of control do you have over this? What did you, or did you not do that has led you to have this diagnosis today? Right. And so there was a lot of opinion and discussion and questions. And throughout the whole process, people never shamed me. People were never like, what's wrong with you or you did something wrong. I think that their intent was to find a cause. And in understanding a little bit about how the brain works, often with big life events like this that are such a drastic contrast to what we're used to, our brains try to make sense of these events, whether we are the one experiencing them or we are observing someone experience them. We want a clear explanation for why. We need to understand it because it seems too much not understandable. And brains don't like that. Brains like to have answers, have clarity, and have understanding to see why something is the way that it is. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this in your brain, but In my life, I find that my brain will constantly circle back to things, even subconsciously, that I just can't understand because I can't make sense of it. Like, how is it possible? And like on a really large scale levels, like 
you know, September 11th. That's one thing that when I watch documentaries and, and learn about it is my brain, I find just thinks about it and stews on it. And it's like trying to understand how something so horrific could happen. And I won't ever come to an answer, but my brain to some degree wants to. And so it continues to think about it, to spin on it, to dwell on it. And I believe that was where a lot of these people were coming from was I need to understand why this is the way it is. And I, to a degree, felt that as well. It was like, I need to understand why this is the way that it is. I think in addition to this, it's an interesting phenomenon to observe that people often are fixers in an effort of love, but the bottom line is that it's because they want to feel better. Like if someone they love is in pain or struggling or facing something really difficult, because for the person observing it, it can also bring up negative emotion. It can be uncomfortable and we don't like discomfort. And so we can often offer solutions and suggestions in a roundabout way for us to feel better. Like I don't like being uncomfortable, seeing you be uncomfortable. So we're going to try and fix this. I'm going to offer things and we're going to see if we can, you know, change this and make it not this way. So we can go back to the way things were and that we don't have to feel uncomfortable or be in pain anymore or feel any emotional negativity. And this isn't a bad thing. It's a very natural thing that humans do, but it was really interesting to see how many people responded to these events in my life that way. And again, I loved every person that was thinking about me. I was so grateful, but it was really interesting to see the way people responded. But what can happen is when we have these large life events where something happens with our body that we didn't predict, that perhaps we didn't want, is we can be inclined to shame ourselves. And we can say, if only I would have been better, if only I would have been different, if only I would have known, or we shame others. Like if only they would have been better to me, if only they would have done this different, if only my parents would have fed me different ways, then maybe this wouldn't have happened, right? We tend to go to a place of shame, whether for ourselves ourselves or others. And it's a really natural place for our brain to go. However, if you are faced with an unexpected physical condition of any kind, shaming yourself for where you are at and wishing you'd been better or someone else would have done something differently is useless. Our bodies, our human, fragile, susceptible bodies will get injured. We will have weight changes. We will get sick. We will have symptoms we can't explain. We will have chronic pain. We will have autoimmune conditions. All of these things happen to our bodies that are susceptible to life and <laughs> to, to difficult things happening. Whatever you have right now, whether it's temporary or chronic, wherever you are at, it was always going to go this way. Did you know this? If you have a chronic condition, if you have an autoimmune disease, if you have a current injury, it was always going to happen no matter what. And the reason that we know this is because that's the way it went. We have no control over what was done before. We are just faced with what we have now. And if what we have now is what we have now, it was the way it was meant to go. And arguing against that 
simply causes suffering. It simply adds pain on top of whatever you are going through. And that doesn't mean that we can't feel sad or disappointed or frustrated with our current condition, but arguing it away in this way is futile. Wishing it would have been different simply causes you more pain. And I know sometimes it can be comfortable and it, to wish it away. It's a comfortable space of like blaming and victimhood and it might feel safe, but you are simply adding more suffering on top of your suffering. And that's not what I want for you. Things with our body, they are an inevitable reality of life for everyone. There is a difference between feeling an emotion on purpose, like feeling disappointed on purpose or sad or frustrated on purpose about something. There's a difference between that and wishing that the emotion you're feeling or the circumstance weren't there. Because the second you get into the space of, oh, I wish I didn't feel so frustrated about this autoimmune disease. I wish I'd, I didn't feel so sad about this. You're just adding argument on top of negative emotion and that just creates more pain, more suffering. There have been many moments throughout the last three years where I have decided very much on purpose to feel disappointed, sad, frustrated, and afraid. And there are moments where it's really helpful and it feels good to feel that way because it feels necessary. It feels true to me. But the truth is, with every symptom I have faced, it's what I have faced. And it was always going to go that way. And I know that because that's the way that it went. And so to be able to face it and say, this is what I have. This is what's in front of me now. Maybe I want to feel frustrated about it or sad or disappointed. And I'm not going to argue it away and just shy away from it and crumble underneath it. Now, as a nutrition super fan, and not like the kind that it's like broccoli forever, but instead like the, I love learning about it and what we can do with it and how we can manipulate it based on individual goals, different things like nutrition is so cool what we can do. And broccoli can do cool things. Don't get me wrong, but so can cupcakes. I love nutrition and movement as a way of nourishing and helping the body and giving it every advantage against hard things. I think it's such a beautiful way that the world was intended to work, that there is so much that we can get through nutrition to help our bodies function even better. Like it's just a mind blowing moment to think about all of the things that we can grow that then are exactly what our bodies need to like heal themselves and do super cool, amazing things. Like it's really cool how we can influence our energy levels and our sleep quality our body composition, our length of life, our body's ability to heal wounds. We can influence our mental health and well-being based on how we are eating and moving our body. And listen, just coming off of Disneyland last week, that was the other thing is doing this workout. I had eaten very differently in Disneyland than I normally do. And I had planned on it and I didn't, I had planned ahead of time of how I was going to approach things and really just check in with my body and give myself permission to eat and I wasn't going to blame myself for anything, but the nutrient composition, the calorie composition, the macro composition, all of it was very different than what I'm used to. And Friday morning, doing that workout, coming off of the fuel that I had just given myself for the previous four days, that was very different than to different than what I'm used to. I felt it. <laughs> And every time I have moments like this, whether it's vacations or holidays or whatever, where perhaps I do things very differently than normal, it's just like a wow moment 
where I'm like, man, there is so much that you can give yourself. There is so many advantages that you can give yourself based on how you're eating. And that's amazing. Like I'm so grateful that we have access to so much knowledge. We've never had more available knowledge to us about how we can nourish and train our bodies and move our bodies. Like it's the coolest thing. So you better believe that when it comes to my body and my condition, I do what I can. And I recommend that my clients do too. We work hard to control what we can and to learn as much as we can about nutrition and the way that their body relates and responds to certain things. And it's a beautiful way to take charge of certain areas of your life. But there comes a point There comes a line in the sand where we don't have control. There is a point where you may have symptoms and events with your body that you simply just do not have any control over. It's not something you can manipulate with supplements or different diets or different therapies or different machines or whatever. Again, there there is a degree to where we do have control, but there is a line in the sand for all of us where there is nothing that we can do to change what's happening. And guess what? You get to decide what you want that line to be for yourself. You get to decide what you want to take charge over and what you just want to hand over to the universe. When your body does something that you didn't anticipate or you don't want it to do or that you don't like, you get to decide how much control do I want to claim over this and how much do I want to try and do my best at and and how much of this do I just want to turn over to the universe and say, you know what, I'm just going to let this happen the way that God and the universe intends it to happen and trust that it was always meant to go this way. You might face conditions and events and injuries and you will have opinions, people making suggestions. Check in with yourself first and you can also decide whose opinion you want to trust and value. For me, I have a whole clinical team that generally I go with their recommendations (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> their opinion and things is pretty much what I value most about anyone that would want to give a suggestion about what I'm doing. But there are also people that I really value what they think. And I will take into consideration their suggestions or even ask for advice myself because it matters to me, but that's for me to decide. And what can happen is as we are drawing this line for ourselves, there is the potential that we pursue the part of the spectrum that we have control over in uh, from a space of desperation. So whenever you are taking action in response to your body that feels like it's betraying you, check in with yourself and ask, am I doing this desperately coming from a space of I need to control something that's out of my control? And circling back, similar to why other people will offer solutions as a way of them trying to feel better, sometimes we do this too, is we desperately try to seek help or change or solutions because we can't make peace with feeling negative emotion. And I felt this for a time. There was a time where it was like, I did feel a little bit of that desperation, like, 
I can't handle this uncertainty. I can't handle this fear and this pain. I need to get out of this. I need to fix this. But all that energy did for me was just create more negative momentum in my life because then it just became this desperate effort that was taking up my time and really not allowing me to live each day that I have to the fullest. And so there was a moment where I just decided, I get to draw this line in the sand for myself, but you get to do the same. No matter how many people come at you with opinions, you're the one that gets to decide. And it's not that there is ever a right or a wrong approach. It's for you to decide what you want to claim control over and what you want to give to the universe. There are many things that I believe help with my condition, but I do them because I love them and it makes me so happy to do these things. I love CrossFit and I love tracking my macros because it makes me feel physically really great. It helps my sleep. It helps avoid brain fog so that I can do my job that I love and serve the world in a really cool way. All of those things are very happy, loving, wonderful things that I love to do. But if I wake up tomorrow blind, I'm not going to believe for one second it's because I didn't do enough or didn't work hard enough or didn't do enough research. Because if I wake up tomorrow blind, I will trust it was always going to go that way. That's the part of the spectrum that I have no control over. That's the part that is just happening in the universe and I can just face it and decide who I want to be when it happens. And there have been many things that I've tried simply out of curiosity, not because I expect anything of it. There have been different therapies and treatments and approaches that have piqued my curiosity. And so I thought, sure, I'll give it a try. But the energy with which I have approached those things has been very open and unattached to the outcome. It has not been urgent or desperate and it has not been an effort to avoid my negative emotion. It has not been an effort to avoid the part that I want to experience on purpose. If I could pick the things I wanted to be upset about, it would be a very scary, rare and aggressive autoimmune disease. <laughs> At times, there are times where I want to choose to feel that way. And I don't want to run away from that because it just feels very authentic and clean and cleansing to allow myself to experience that. And there have been many, many, many other things that I have turned down because I've just decided to believe that I'm doing all I can. And every day I am living a life that I love and I'm doing my best to nourish my body. And believing that I'm not doing enough, believing that there's something I could do that could fix this, that could get me out of this, all it does is stress me out. It just makes me feel worse. And that completely counteracts what I'm trying to do. I feel like having this diagnosis really did cause me to reflect on how I was living each day. Was I living in a way that was true to who I wanted to be? And it made me happy every single day. And the second I get into the space of, I need to do this and I need to do more and blah, 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 blah. And people give me all their suggestions. And I start to try and be like, well, wait, maybe there is some, maybe I, there's some, some secret thing that I can do to fix this. Then I just end up wasting my days that I do have. But it's so important to realize that for you and whatever you are going through physically, you're the one that has to draw the line in the sand. You're the one that has to give yourself permission to feel the spectrum of emotions in response to things. 
Now, the title of this episode is When Your Body Betrays You. And the truth is, your body betraying you is just a thought. It's just a story that we offer. Our body does something and our brain picks up the story of, oh, this is such a betrayal. And it's probably not the most helpful thought, but I think that it can come up for many of us when something really unexpected happens. Like, why is this happening? This just isn't fair. And what I want to offer is that, yes, your body is human and susceptible to things. And yes, it was always going to go this way. And that doesn't mean that you need to be happy about it, even if it was always going to go this way. So when your body does something that you don't want or you didn't expect, separate out the things that you have control over and want to take charge of. Separate those things from things happening the way they were always going to go no matter what you did. And give yourself space to feel all of the emotions. Don't argue them away. Don't shame yourself or your body or others because there's no need to just add suffering on top of pain. When your body does something that you didn't expect or that you don't want, that is when you get to decide who you want to be. This is what you are faced with. How do you want to think about it? How do you want to think about this injury that you just had? How do you want to think about this diagnosis you've just received? How do you want to respond? Who do you want to be in the face of this? You might not always have control over your body, but you have control of your mind. So be sure to take advantage of that when your lack of control is evident in your life. Your mind is everything when it comes to how you feel when your body does what you did not expect and maybe what you didn't want. So draw that line for yourself. That's all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.